This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. A good ski to you all, and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Bags podcast, right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I'm occasionally known as your mayor of this joint. This is my vice mayor. He's your thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Jesse, of course, uh, we had a move that happened. We knew the Arizona Diamondbacks probably weren't done making moves, but uh, one of those moves that is probably the size that we expected to see from the Diamondbacks at this point? Yeah, yeah. This is something that uh, that we had talked about um, for, for a while now, that there was a, at least a chance, uh, seemed like a pretty good chance that the Diamondbacks would make a trade of some sort just right. to kind of help th- sort through some of the depth options that they had. It didn't really make sense to have both Jake McCarthy and Dominic Fletcher in the organization. They're simply, uh, it's almost hard to make a case that there's a ton of playing time available for one of them, uh, you know, much, much less both of them. So, uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks once again trade from a position of depth. This is the third time that they have traded a left handed hitting outfielder in a span of about 15 months. We got tons of those, uh, Jesse. We they, got a surplus of those. There, are, there have been a lot. And only now are the Diamondbacks at a point where it's like, Okay, I think I think they've done enough. I think they've parted with enough of them that they no longer have this, you know, this crazy imbalance in their organization. I don't I don't think they necessarily have to trade another left-handed outfielder uh, sometime soon. But yeah, Dominic Fletcher was, uh, you know, made a strong impression in his in his first taste of the majors last year. Uh, certainly hard for for fans to to see him go, but the Diamondbacks get get an interesting uh, an interesting guy in return. And, and Christian Mena uh, is a is a guy that could potentially be a starting pitcher. He has been projected as being potentially a number four kind of starting pitcher and very young, very young. In fact, uh, the youngest player in Major League Baseball to reach uh, AAA last year. So what does that mean? Not really in Major League Baseball, but the, the youngest player in Minor League Baseball. Well, no, I, you get what I mean. Okay. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean like in history, but I just meant like last year he was the youngest player to reach <laughs> Uh, AAA. So what does that mean? And how soon is he going to regret pitching in Reno? Very soon? Immediately? <laughs> is there going to be an adjustment period? That's a fair question because <laughs> he is going from the the International League to the Pacific Coast League. There's been a, a lot of offense in the International Leagues, my understanding as well. But uh, the Pacific Coast League is certainly another animal. So uh, yeah, poor uh, poor Christian Mena uh, <laughs> having to having to pitch it at, at elevation. It's going to be tougher for sure. But he's an interesting he's an interesting get for the Diamondbacks. This is not you know you look at the minor league stats. You might not be too overwhelmed, right? He had a four six six ERA no, in twenty three starts in Double A, ten point seven Ks per nine, four point three walks per nine. Uh, some you know some decent strikeout numbers there. A few more walks than than maybe you'd like. And then he reached AAA as you said. He was twenty years old when he reached AAA. 
um, which is really impressive uh, just in and of itself. Uh, results there weren't quite as good, a 5.95 ERA, uh, but pretty pretty decent peripheral still, 9.2 strikeouts per nine at the AAA level. And again, maybe a few more walks than, than you'd like to see. So, yeah, I mean, you think about the Diamondbacks, like the players that they've had, the pitchers, the starting right. pitchers that they've had break into the majors, they were not this young. Like, Christian Mena has a chance to break into the majors in 2024 at the age of 21. He right. just turned 21 not that long ago. And anyone, really, who's able to move through a minor league system as quickly he, as he has... There, that's impressive. Like yeah. that is a that is a very very rare thing, and I can understand why the Diamondbacks were were interested in him. On Saturday's audio episode, we talked about the Diamondbacks minor league system and where they are ranked amongst baseball by both ESPN and Baseball America. Uh, not great, you know. We said that there's no real yeah, reason. Middle panic, middle of the pack. Yeah. Middle of the pack. You know, lower third on ESPNs. But this move. Uh, He was ranked the number 10 prospect uh, in the White Sox organization by MLB Pipeline, number nine by Fangraphs, number eight by Baseball America. So this should help the Diamondbacks farm system, which, like we said, we knew that with the draft and things like that, we were going to see, you know, some great additions. But right now at this point, with the surplus of left-handed outfielders and the value of these young prospects, young value for prospects like Mena are through the roof, especially for a guy that has moved through the minor league system so quickly. So even though it feels like we're giving up a lot in in a major leaguer in Dominic Fletcher and giving back this uh, 20-year-old kid that still is unproven, still a pitching prospect, it feels like a very good value for, uh, you know, for, for considering right now where Major League Baseball at, is at with trading prospects. doesn't seem like yeah. teams want to give them up. So it feels like a good move. And it also feels like what you said, it's the Diamondbacks just had weird – not depth issues, but you know, issues with having too many guys and 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 not really allowing those guys to get the playing time that they deserve. Uh, Don Davies and yeah. with the super chat says Zach Gallon <laughs> trade two Let me be delusional. <laughs> go on, my king. You can go on and and be as delusional as you want to be because who knows? The sky's the limit for this kid. The numbers aren't great, like you said, but right now... The strikeout numbers are, are pretty are pretty impressive. damn good. Yeah. yeah, right. What was it? Like nearly 11 strikeouts per nine? Yeah. Like 10.8. Yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah we have 10.7 in AA <laughs> and then 9.2 in AAA. That's a, that's a pretty small mm-hmm. sample size. But yeah, I mean, Mike Hazen has been really ever since he arrived in Arizona, he's been in the business of trying to acquire players before they become players, right? That's Correct. what Mike Hazen has done. Obviously, he's not the only one. Other other 29 other GMs are trying to do the same thing. Sure. But, you know, you think back to some of the moves that some of the bigger moves that Mike Hazen has made, a lot of them revolve around that strategy, right? Uh, some of them have worked, like Zach Gallen, like Gabriel Moreno. Absolutely. Uh, some of them not so much. Uh, Luke Weaver, the D-backs, had, had a lot of faith in, of course. Carson Kelly. Uh, neither of those guys uh, really, really proved to be exactly what what the Diamondbacks were were hoping for. But yeah, I mean, that's what that's what Mike Hazen is trying to do. And uh, I think he said it to to Nick Bacoro and and Steve Gilbert in an interview right after this move was made. You know, this is a type of player where they get 
considerably more difficult to acquire once they yeah. arrive in the majors and have a little bit of success. If you have a young starting pitcher, especially a 21-year-old starting pitcher, Oof. come up to the majors and have some success. With all those years of control. Yeah, with mm. all the years of control and, and how affordable it is, suddenly you're not talking about trading Dominic Fletcher for that player. You're talking about trading you know, one of your one of the, the centerpieces of your franchise for that player. And so Mike Hazen is trying to get ahead of that. We'll have to wait and see how this pans out. Uh, but there, there's a lot to like about Mena, I think. Uh, the curveball seems to be kind of his primary weapon, uh, the thing that he's been known for most. He added a slider in, in 2022, I believe I read. That's a more recent development. He has a changeup as well. His fastball uh, is in the low 90s, touches mid-90s. Uh, it sounds like the Diamondbacks are expecting that to increase potentially as he's still uh, as young as he is. So uh, there, there's a lot, of, a lot to like about the, the profile for sure. Eric brought up uh, a brief uh, We Staniel Rivera comment. He said, have you guys been watching the Caribbean series? Emmanuel Rivera is batting 384 with two walks and two RBI. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm not surprised. I There's just been something at times special about that guy. and like, yeah. Born hitter, Emmanuel Rivera. Oh, the, the best. He's the best. But uh, we, are, we are giving up the greatest Italian baseball player of all time, yes. as we have discussed. <laughs> Uh, from the minute Dominic Fletcher became part of the Major League roster, we knew he was special, especially because uh, Jesse was there when he told the story of uh, picking up Panda Express when he got the call up. Right. Here's uh, here's what he had to say. We still have that video. Panda Express was your celebra- <laughs> celebratory meal last night. No, so I was I, I had just picked it up uh, previous to, to getting the call. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Panda Express. <laughs> How did that man not get free Panda Express no free for life ads, with that? Derek, come on. I didn't say it. He did. He did. I just introed the video. But. I love that. That was like that was like the Dominic Fletcher brand. Like when he when he arrived in the majors, I was there as you said. Yep. Uh, it was in Denver. This was right after I believe. Maybe the maybe the day after Corbin Carroll had suffered that knee injury, the Diamondbacks wanted uh, extra coverage in the outfield. Jake right. McCarthy had just been sent down. The stars had kind of aligned for Dominic Fletcher to actually get an opportunity in the majors. And and to to what you called him earlier, he was the greatest Italian baseball player of all time for about like 15 days. He was uh, Dominic Fletcher in his first. By the way, by the way, Elise is throwing shade on Emmanuel Rivera's name here. She said, yes, he's having the one good month at the plate. LOL. But that could be said about uh, Dominic Fletcher when he came up, because, boy, was he, he yeah. lit things on fire for those first two weeks. Yeah. He was super hot. He was hot. But that first two weeks was incredible. In his first 12 games with the Diamondbacks, Fletcher slash 462, 488, 744. Uh, so that's an OPS north of 1,200, if my math is correct. Yeah. Uh, with two homers and 13 RBI in 43 plate appearances. He was kind of a big deal for a while. And of course, in that small of a sample, you didn't really know if it was going to last. Ultimately, it, it didn't. He really struggled. Uh, you know, didn't get much opportunity, just around 100 plate appearances total. He really struggled the rest of the way, didn't get much opportunity in the majors at all. Um, but uh, but yeah, the reality is that Dominic Fletcher was just going to have a really hard time finding playing time yeah. with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. He was blocked by, you know, him and Jake McCarthy, I guess, were going to come into spring training and, you know, fight it out for maybe a fourth outfielder spot. I'm not even really convinced that having a left-handed hitting fourth outfielder makes sense for the Diamondbacks, given that 
Alec Thomas, Corbin Carroll, and Jock Peterson are all already left-handed. Yeah. Uh, so it was already going to be kind of clunky. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, this this makes sense for the Diamondbacks. When you have a surplus in one area, you use it to try to make an addition elsewhere. And that's what the Diamondbacks did. Well, and I think he's going to be a great addition to a White Sox team that has uh, certain members, uh, including Mr. Josh Barfield, that are very familiar. Yes, with, yes. Uh, with Shout Dominic out Josh Fletcher. Barfield, who I imagine had a, a not insignificant role to play <laughs> right? in this trade. I'm sure he had a little bit there. <laughs> uh, Stephen Bardo with the Super Chat, thank you so much. He said, sup, big Sox fan. Happy to have Dom Fletcher. You guys got yourself a good one. And somebody, honestly, who deserves that playing time, that that team is going to be able to provide him. And uh, a guy that... Like uh, somebody in, in the chat said, like, uh, he looks like an orange chicken guy. What are you thinking? Are we thinking a two-plate combo Beijing beef orange chicken? That was a miss on my part, not yeah. asking what his order That's was. That's got to be a follow-up. It's got to be the orange chicken because I'm not sure I know a single person that goes to Pan Express and doesn't get at least one serving of orange chicken. Really? What's hate, your order? hate orange chicken. Uh, I get the teriyaki chicken Beijing beef combo. If you get teriyaki hey, chicken, the teriyaki chicken is Canada good. Express, they will give you a ton of it. It's absurd how much. Well, they give you a ton of anything. everything. Yeah, it's, that's true. It's delightful. Oh my god, Max is going to be so mad. At no, yeah, no free, ad, no free ads. No free ads. As soon as possible. But <laughs> he was better uh, than Joe DiMaggio, who's uh, probably the best Italian player. Maybe ever. Ralph Amsden said that this was uh, David DeLucci erasure, and he might not be <laughs> wrong about that. So, sorry. We do love us some David DeLucci around here. You know who we don't love anymore, though, Jesse? Mm. Mookie Betts. I mean, I don't think Diamondbacks fans ever loved Mookie Betts, per se. But. I have definitely <laughs> said at times that Mookie Betts uh, and the rest of those damn Dodgers, they're hard to dislike. They are hard to dislike. And I say that because typically they're very nice people. We've had a fun relationship with them. Corbin Carroll and Zach Gallon both went on Mookie Betts' podcast and, and had, right. had a great time, right? We know Mookie, Mookie Betts just in general is kind of a delightful person. Uh, and, and Freddie Freeman and Shohei Otani, it's like the most powerful, least hateable team you've ever seen. But Mookie Betts is trying to change that very much. He's trying to change that, Jesse. Here's what he had to say about teams facing the Dodgers next year. I mean, every every game is going to be the other team's World Series. I mean, it is what it is. It's what we signed up for. You know? <laughs> oh, you're going to regret that one, pal. Did every, he really say that? Every, like, I don't know. I don't know if I he believe it. He absolutely did. <laughs> Let's play it again. I mean, every every game is going to be the other team's World Series. I mean, it is what it is. It's what we signed up for. You know, and yeah. so. It is what it is. It is what we signed <laughs> Them's up the for. Rules, Them's the rules, Derek. That's just the way it is. The audacity of a man <laughs> who in his last 13 playoff games has a 158 batting average in the postseason, Jesse. In his last 13 postseason games, he has a 158. So if that's the case, yes, I hope every team plays the Dodgers like it's the World Series because it means Mookie Betts is going to hit the ball 16% of the time. I have a couple of problems with this. Uh, Go off. My for, first of all, this is this is baseball, right? Where even even if you do add a player like Shohei Otani and you know Yamamoto, you make all the additions that you made. If the Dodgers are better than any other team in the majors, the margin is not that big. I think there's a very serious debate to be had over whether the Dodgers are even the best team in the National League, right? There's this team called the Atlanta Braves uh, that is very, very formidable as well, right? I think you could 
you could very much have a debate over which of those two teams is actually the better team uh, heading into 2024. The other fact is that, I mean, to say that like a series in July that, you know, the Reds are playing with the Dodgers is like is like that, like that team's World Series. There's 162 of these games, right? That's just not like a concept that exists within the sport of baseball. Until you get like to the very end of the season, those games are certainly important. But to say that like, you know, every time a team plays the Dodgers, it has the magnitude of the World Series is an utterly outrageous claim. Uh, You know, even though the Dodgers are a good team and teams are certainly going to want to succeed against them, none of those games are going to really be all that much more important than all of the other games that they play. Um, I don't know why Mookie Betts said this. This is the kind of thing that can only backfire on you. Any, And this is usable for any, any game during the entire season mm, that yeah. a team wins against the Dodgers. <laughs> you can absolutely use this and use it to roast the Dodgers, which will certainly happen. Not to mention what could happen if the Dodgers, like in the postseason, have some slip ups or whatnot. There is nothing good that can come from this, Derek. I am I am pretty dumbfounded that someone who has the emotional intelligence of Mookie Betts actually went out and yeah. said this on television. As a man, there it is. There it is. Jesse. Freeman. I love it. I love it. Uh, as a man who often uh, doesn't intend to say stupid things when he's on a show. I can relate a little bit uh, to Mookie Betts. Uh, I'd like to take this opportunity right now to go ahead and pronounce the words compensatory uh, and perforated (laughs) while we're on the subject. Mookie Betts isn't the only one who's made a fool of himself on the air. That is right. (laughs) However, what I will say is that, like, I get what he's saying. He's basically saying now with the challenge that is the Dodgers – Every team is going to ramp up and play their best when they're bringing it to the Dodgers, right? So it's it's going it's going to be playing teams uh, that 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 do. I mean, they, they might come into that series like you know struggling, but they're it's the Dodgers and the way the Dodgers yeah. are playing, they're going to bring everything that they can. They're going to try to even schedule their best pitchers for those series and things. There's things like that that are going to happen. So he's not wrong, but in saying it, the arrogance is just there's a lot of it's just it's there, there yeah. in spades it's like it's it's just the most baseball hubris you've ever heard in your life baseball is a game where anything could happen and the dodgers are a team that have experienced it that's the point that's what that's what like is most hilarious to me right the baseball gods are real they're they're real there's 15 of them. It's a council. They're very, very angry people, and you do not want to meet them. But if you piss them off, they will make a fool of you. And it feels like at times that's what the Dodgers are constantly asking from uh, of the baseball gods. They have, like I said, they, they they were a team that bounced back better than most franchises could have from the things that they experienced over the last two seasons, just with some of their best pitchers and things like that. You know, committing. Crimes, I guess you could say, are being accused of crimes, Um, you know, injuries, losses, like all sorts of of things. They've gone through their ups and downs. They've lost some of their best players to free agency, and they just have rebounded back year after year better than any team can during the regular season. During the postseason, (laughs) they are a completely different team, and I'm not even going to get into all that because uh, the data is there. But Mookie. You're hitting 158. Get out of here. You're hitting 158, (laughs) okay, in your last 13 games. I don't want to hear from you about the postseason play or how teams are going to step up to play the Dodgers. If I could show highlights, I would definitely show the highlight of Gabby Moreno right now. Team Shop got an interesting 
uh, interesting piece of merchandise that we're going to share with you guys here in a little bit <laughs> that you might want to all run out and buy. But I still uh, don't believe it's real. It's real, damn it. It is real. <laughs> but uh, we thank you guys for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Of course, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, do so now. Sign up for notifications. <laughs> that way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us a thumbs up. We always appreciate that. Gabby loves it when you leave a thumbs up. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side of things, make sure you leave us a review. We appreciate you guys doing that. Those five-star reviews really help us out and we also love it if you subscribe over there as well uh, again talked about updating your home uh, in 2024 and a great way to do so is with our friends at empire today empire today has been a valley staple for years you know the jingle you know the people and you know what they do which is quality work uh, they and they're all about you shopping at home that's the best thing is is this is 2024 and there's no reason to go into a showroom or have to go wait for hours around to see samples uh, they have a shopping at home convenience and that's what they are big on they will allow you to use their virtual floor designer it's a great way to see how the new floors will look in any space it's easy all you have to do is snap a picture and instantly see how the new floors will look in your room uh, they also make sure it gets installed properly and they do service their own warranties so you never have to chase down uh, half a dozen people in order to get things fixed uh, so schedule a free in-home estimate today all listeners can receive a 350 dollars discount when they use promo code phnx restrictions do apply see empiretoday.com phnx for details um, by the way, Circle K is everywhere. You know that. Uh, I, I, it's like I wished the other day when we were out at Phoenix Raceway for Circle K to be somewhere near me, and then it just popped up. Magically. It was. It was right it was, there. It was right there. It was right there. And it was the cheapest gas that I passed the entire time as well. And that's, of course, what Circle K does. Of course, if you want to save even more money, you can join their Inner Circle program for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions do apply. Participating locations, visit CircleK.com for details. But when you do, you will receive 25 cents off per gallon on your first five Phillips. You also re will receive three cents off per gallon on all of your Phillips after that. It does stack. So if you have their easy pay card, you'll get that 10 cents off and the 25 cents off for those five Phillips. So make sure to save yourself some money. You can also stop inside, get yourself some snacks. They'll got, they have free snacks in the app all the time, free coupon offers. And of course they have the buy five, get a sixth one free on drinks, pizza, coffee, all sorts of stuff. So make sure to stop by Circle K today. Well, Jesse, of course, it is February. And, it is, uh, we, apparently. It's a Monday. But you know on this show uh, that every month on this show is Black History Month, not just February. We celebrate uh, everybody every month all the time around here. Every week on this show is Shark Week. We celebrate sharks, big fans of sharks, even though we also like snakes. And it's a snake podcast, but it's a whole thing. Uh, we're also, uh, every day is Earth Day. Because we love the earth. We're big fans of it. This is where we live. Uh, but on Mondays, we're big fans of you guys and your mail. And that is why we have a Mailbag Monday every Monday. Jacob, do you mind hitting that song, please? Took a second, but uh, yeah, it came around. <laughs> what do we got for our first piece of mail? comes from our baby boy Aaron Hughes and Aaron oh he went with the white again it's so bright and off-putting Jacob what are you doing here we do dark motor <laughs> my job here. Derek all right uh, Aaron Hughes <laughs> says how do we feel about Adam Duvall potential platoon at bat that can play the field and we're gonna give our bench a lot more depth not that expensive I like the fit yeah I like the fit too uh I mean if a little too much maybe? I don't I don't think the Diamondbacks are going to spend 
much money from from this point forward if i'm being honest so i i I think from that point it's from that perspective it's probably a non-starter uh i do like the fit i mean i think if you were doing this you're probably having jake mccarthy start in triple a which i don't think is a situation the diamondbacks Mm. are necessarily wanting at this point uh i mean because at, at that point you just have you just have so many so many outfielders on on the roster uh, like you can't have your three starting outfielders plus Jake McCarthy plus Adam Duvall yeah. plus Jock Peterson. I think that's probably just one too many guys at that position. So uh, from a roster construction standpoint, I think it makes sense, but I doubt I doubt the money is going to be there. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think the Diamondbacks will deem this important enough at, at the end of the day. Is that I mean, is the desire to have a platoon at bat really there? Uh, in regards to the DH, do you really think it's a necessity that the Diamondbacks will pursue? Or at this point, is it just not the kind of thing that they want to pay for? Yeah, I I don't think it's a, it's not an absolute necessity. I mean, you know, you can kind of string it together and, and make it work. There's more there's more right handed pitchers than left handed pitchers, as we said earlier. Uh, I still really like the idea of them adding, you know, a solid right handed bat. Uh, you know, a guy who maybe is more so on more so a bench player than anything else. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Adam Duvall would would be a good candidate. He did have reverse splits in 2023. I usually that's not a sustainable thing. It, it probably would still make some sense for him to step into that role. But my sense of the situation is that the Diamondbacks aren't paying it. It's not necessarily a ton of attention being being paid to this at this point. Uh, I think Mike Hazen did mention, you know, a, a right-handed bat at, at one point, but Adam Duvall is probably a step higher than where I would expect them to aim. And also there is the 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 roster spot, right? Like that when you start looking at adding other guys, you do have to start asking, you know, who's going to go, where are they going to fit in on the roster, who has those options left. And I mean it, it comes down to is it really is the addition that much better than some of the options the Diamondbacks possibly have? It, it's it's better, but is it worth the money and, and you know, the roster complications from that point going forward? You know? Yeah, Duvall can play the outfield actually pretty well. He's not uh, he's not as defensively limited as a Jock Peterson. So it, it does make some sense. But again, I, I think that, you know, Jake is probably the guy who makes the team as the fourth outfielder. I'm not sure they're really looking to supplant him by bringing in someone else at the at the same position. All right. Next question, Jacob, comes from our guy, Superbad7676 on did Twitter. Did you use my real name? Did I say Jacob? You did. Oh, that's gross. It's Fosh, a little weird. It's a little weird. That. Shut yeah. up. Get back behind the computer. We don't do Fosh. that. I am still behind the computer just talking. Just get to back you. there. Just stop it. Right. Uh, <laughs> Kenny asks, what do you predict for shortstop this season? Who will be the starter at the start of the season? And who will be at the end? And I think Kenny might be alluding there a little bit to maybe uh, maybe Perdomo starting and, and sure. ending things with Jordan Lawler. How likely do you think that that is? It's really hard to say. Right. Uh, I think it's possible is, is really all I can say on that. Um, Geraldo well, Perdomo is probably the most likely option to start the season as like the everyday shortstop. Sure. He, he was an all-star. You know, he was a big factor for the Diamondbacks in the playoffs. Uh, I, I don't see a reason to like assume that Jordan Lawler is going to supplant him necessarily. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in the long term, Jordan Lawler is... I think his ceiling is pretty clearly higher than that of Geraldo Perdomo. If he becomes the player that the Diamondbacks would like him to become, 
maybe he does step in as kind of the everyday shortstop at some point, uh, and that would allow Perdomo to serve in more of a utility role, which which I think would would suit him really well. I think the problem here, if I'm being honest, is Gino. Eugenio Suarez, right? He solves their problem at third base. And now Jordan Lawler doesn't have that ability to, if Perdomo's playing well, kind of fall into that third base maybe at time or whatever. Like, it almost is an all or nothing kind of thing now for shortstop. They're probably not going to have Jordan Lawler on, on 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 the roster behind Perdomo on the bench, right? So it's going to be one of those situations where Perdomo most likely does start the season and Jordan Lawler might start the season in AAA. It's probably the best that he does so that he continues to get daily at bats and continues to play all the time, right? But uh, if for some reason Perdomo does start to struggle offensively and and we see Jordan Lawler have a a strong season in, in Reno, we could see them potentially make at least a move to bring Lawler up and maybe start him and then have Perdomo behind him a little bit. But I I don't know how that would work out. Like you said, Perdomo was an all-star last year. It's hard to imagine that, you know, he's going to play bad, badly enough that they're going to replace him with Lawler. Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, anything could happen, but I just don't forecast that. So it's hard to, it's hard to imagine what it's going to be like, uh, you know, at the end of the year. Last year though, I mean, how how the season ended up at the end of the year was nothing like we would have imagined it from the it's beginning true. of the season, right? Yeah, Perdomo would make a really fantastic uh, utility player, in, in my view. I mean, he plays he plays shortstop well. Uh, he's not like elite there, but he's totally solid at shortstop. Uh, I think he plays second base well. I think he plays third base reasonably well. Also, uh, I mean, he's he's kind of exactly what what you're looking for. I think in that role as a starting shortstop, he. I, I could see Geraldo Perdomo being a pretty style, a pretty solid starting shortstop, you know, in the long term as well. But Jordan Lawler, if all goes well, Jordan Lawler, you know, could be an emerging star who who takes that that spot sooner than later. All right, what else we got? Fage, uh, Arizona underscore goat, uh, the donkey whisperer says, does Christian Walker have the cleanup spot secured? I say no. Jock Peterson and Gabby Moreno could both perhaps be more effective. The four hole, I, I don't. Honestly, I think you're absolutely right there. I don't think anybody has anything secured. I, I think that what we saw out of Tori Lavello and what we've seen out of him in his years of, of managing this team is he does have a plan for the most part that he sticks to, but and 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 sometimes to a fault, right? Right when he has when he decides when guys are going to get a day off, and no matter how hot they are, they're getting that day off. You also have this factor that he does pivot on his lineup a lot and he's not going to give any one player I think anything like nobody everybody has to earn something on this team and I think if anybody's playing better than you know another player their their job isn't secure their position the starting lineup isn't secure I mean there are some guys obviously that have that locked up but again even if those guys play poorly next year there's a there's a chance someone could replace them so I don't think in a Tori Lavallo starting lineup anything is is given anything is secured uh and you know it's it's all depending on on what's working for the team yeah i think i was trying to play around with this the other day like what does the lineup against righties look like of course that's going to be jock peterson's bread and butter that's yeah. what he's here for he's got to hit fourth in that lineup yeah he? i have him fourth um i have my guesstimate was was corbin carroll at leadoff Gatel Marte 
two. Uh, in the two hole. I guess those guys are sort of interchangeable. Sarah, those are the only two, like those are the two solidified spots, right? Like in either righty or lefty, I imagine yeah. it's probably Corbin Cattell. That's one, who two. I want at the top. Yeah. yeah, in the playoffs, they they alternated where against a righty, it would be Corbin at the first in the, in the one hole, and then Cattell Marte. And against a lefty, they they switch those guys around. I don't know if they would continue to do that, but yeah, I think those guys in the in the one spot, in the two spot, makes a lot of sense. Um, the three the three hole in the lineup is really what's the most interesting to me. Gabby Moreno was the three hitter uh, throughout the majority of the postseason after Tommy Pham had kind of fallen out of that spot uh, with Christian Walker batting cleanup. Um, I don't know if the Diamondbacks will want Gabby Moreno to hit third against righties necessarily. His numbers were certainly much better against lefties in, in the regular season. So Gabby Moreno is kind of the big variable here. If he hits third, then uh, then Christian Walker probably does hit fourth. And then, you know, Jock Peterson slots in where yeah. Alec Thomas was for part of the playoffs in, in the number five spot. But if you have Gabby lower in the lineup, then you're probably looking at Maybe Christian Walker hitting third and then Jock Peterson uh, in, in the cleanup spot. So we'll we'll get to know more about what Tori is planning here over the course of spring training. I can't wait. I bet Tori can't wait. I bet Tori looks at all these new pieces and is just. He's just been fumbling with oh lineup my cards. God, like you know what months. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I mean, think about it. At times, the man has had to be very creative with his lineup. He's had to try to figure things I'm out. He's had a lot of like. A lot of good number two hitters, you know, a lot of, you know, but at, at times he hasn't had this many weapons. I don't know if he's ever had this many weapons in his time as manager of this team. It's yeah. going to be just a, a, an exciting, exciting season to watch. It's a really complete lineup against it Rangers, is like just in yeah. general. There yeah. are no, no weak links in, in that lineup at this point. And I just got to say something, man. I really like the answers I heard out of Jock Peterson. I know a lot of people, there's a lot of poking fun, I guess, to be had there at Jock Peterson. There's a lot of, you know, especially the the, the Tommy Pham jokes, which I've gotten my fair share in, absolutely. But, I mean, <laughs> when I was listening to him give his answers, I felt like he was just a little bit of a determined guy. He posted this incredible Instagram post today. It's a Photoshop of him in the in the purple oh, yeah. jersey with the vest he on picked, his Instagram. He picked the right one. He picked the – like – yeah, you know, like he is all in. And I think that, uh, you know, this might be one of those years where people are talking about what a bounce back season Jock Peterson had with the Diamondbacks because it does really feel like he's coming in here uh, reinvigorated a bit, you know, and, and excited yeah. to contribute to this team. He also seems excited to, you know, kind of prove himself, not just assume that he's going to come in here and be given anything, but he wants to prove himself. He wants to prove that he can hit against lefties. He wants to prove that he can play the outfield. And yeah, I'm all for it, man. I love, I love a good redemption story. So let's go, Jock. I'm all for it. All right. What else we got? All right. This one comes from Travis Moore. More for me. He asks, does Tommy Troy contribute this season at the major league level? What position is he ideally playing? Uh, Travis goes on to be an absolute star to say <laughs> also deep dish is pizza, not a casserole. Fight me, Sean DePaz. Neapolitan pizza is overrated and is mostly an expensive glorified appetizer. I think uh, Chris Bianco will fight you over that. Uh, and then he went on to say AZ is not New York, but still has, I think he said pretty good pizza on the rest of it. And yeah, it does have good pizza. I'm, I'll defend the pizza here. I love the pizza here. It's not terrible. It's not bad. Uh, there's good pizza to be had from all sorts of parts of the world, too. That's the best part. Arizona's a melting pot. We got stuff from Chicago. We got stuff all, from all over. But um, going back to his question, Tommy Troy, do you see him hap happening this year? And where does he play? 
Again, we talked yeah. about some of those infield issues. Yeah, I I would probably lean on it being 2025 uh, at this point. Not to say it's impossible that Tommy Troy could find his way into the majors. Uh, you know, he was a, a, a drafted out of college, went to Stanford. I think he he projects as a pretty fast riser through the system, but. You know, he just reached high A uh, toward the end of 2023. I'm not sure you'd project him all the way to the big leagues uh, just yet. Uh, so not impossible, but it, I think it's at least uh, it could happen, but not not something I'm, I'm necessarily counting on. Uh, as far as his position goes, I think in the long term, you probably want Tommy Choi to be your answer at third base. Uh, in the long term, that's kind of the, the big question that this team still has. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I, there, there are a lot of a lot of places he could play where he's valuable, right? I mean, maybe maybe there's opportunity for him at shortstop, which is the position he's he's been playing primarily in in the minors. Uh, second base, I think, is is a position he could play as well. So uh, we'll see how it turns out. But third base is certainly where the Diamondbacks have the, the the most questions long term. So if you're asking me, when I think he comes up, I think it's at the end of 2025, like the Corbin Carroll, Jordan Lawler call up towards the end of the season. Maybe the Diamondbacks don't bring Suarez back for the third year, right? He has an option in the third season. Uh, he has an option for 2025. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So 2020. For the second. So the oh, second, the second season, season. Yeah. Okay. Option, the yeah. second season is an option. So after that, technically, if the Diamondbacks don't extend him or anything, which they probably most likely won't, then yeah. maybe in 2025 uh, or in 2026, that's when Tommy Troy would be. The everyday regular third baseman for this team. Yeah. I, I think it could be that because there is going to be a point where this team is going to have to figure out what they're going to do to replace potentially Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. There is going to be a little bit potentially of a rebuild phase right then, 2026. So it's a good time for maybe a young player like that to get an opportunity to, to be their everyday starting third baseman. So we'll see what happens there. Now it's time for the most important question yes. of the entire day, and oh, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Of course, it comes from the burrito sore, a.k.a. It's Elizabeth. small on the screen. I'm sorry. God, you're terrible at well, this. You, it's, I had you're to include the whole thing. thing. You did not need to include the whole thing. I did. Thing. The picture is important. It is kind of important. You're right. But uh, it, it's, it's, it originated with an NBA paint uh, NBA paint question or Twitter question. Uh, and Elizabeth asks, inspired by the NBA paint gem, which Sesame Street characters would you want on your baseball team? God, that's a good Sesame question. Street was required viewing in, in my house. We are for, both. As, for as uncultured as yeah. I am, I did watch me. There's some Sesame on Street the Venn, on the Venn diagram of me and Jesse. Sesame Street is one is it's baseball and Sesame Street in the middle. <laughs> that's it. Pretty much. That's what that's what the overlapping uh, circles are. Of course, based on the literary classic that everyone has read. Big Bird at bat. Yeah, Big Bird throws gas. Or we know bombs. that Big Bird is going to absolutely be DH first baseman, right? Sure. I want Big Bird on my team. Yeah, hits lefties and righties. He absolutely does. He Maybe absolutely a switch does. hitter. I don't, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, he rakes, though. He rakes, though. Count Von Count as the umpire is, of course. is, is just too it's easy. It's too obvious, That's right? so easy. Yeah. Strike one. Yeah. <laughs> He would strike two. He would, he would be. He would be. He would, living, he would have such a good time living his best yeah. life. Uh, sure. Big Bird's friend, Snuffleupagus, uh, pitcher, right? He throws gas. The trunk, sure. The trunk angle. 
his trunk angle is incredible. It's, <laughs> like it's 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 none other coming off the That's mound. the gullet for arm angle. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Trunk uh, angle. Of course, uh, he throws it with his trunk. He's an elephant. He's a fuzzy <laughs> elephant. He's a mammoth. Actually, is what he is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I feel like Oscar the Grouch has to be in there somewhere. Third base coach. Third base coach. Yeah, bad boy. Third base coach. <laughs> driving him He's, in. He just doesn't have yeah. the right mentality. He has the right mentality. He has a fighter mentality. I'll tell you, he'd be out there arguing with these umpires left and right. That's for sure. He'd be giving count to business. He would. Is Elmo the manager? Elmo, no, because Elmo's got speed. I need Elmo in right field, and I need Elmo. He gives me Tory vibes. Elmo gives you Tory vibes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Elmo does bring everybody together. That's for sure. But I have Bert and Ernie in the infield because they are a double play threat. Yeah, that's shortstop, your shortstop second your shortstop base combo second base for combo, sure. Right. Uh, Bert, uh, Ernie's mischievous, just like Cattell Marte loves playing practical jokes. So you know that that would be sure. um, absolute fire. Uh, Grover. Grover. Grover's, Grover's a good third baseman. I'm going Cookie Monster as our catcher. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, can't, come on, Cookie Monster. Have you seen him? He's got a lot of space. As long as Snuffle Up against is throwing cookies, I think, yeah, that, will, right. I think that will go well. <laughs> right, right. Okay, I think we nailed this. He'd one. have to have know. a new cookie every time because yeah. Cookie Monster would eat it before he'd throw it back. Uh, yeah, Benjamin true. Hunley wants some ex Woba numbers on the Sesame Street guys, so that's going to be your. You're going to have to. Yeah, we're going to we when, need a when Damon on. when Damon gets back from the Super Bowl, yeah. we're going to have him make savant pages for every single. <laughs> Sesame Street character, and it's yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah. So stay tuned. You know who the journalist is, right? The on-scene reporter? It's Kermit, remember? Oh, sure. Hi, oh, Kermit the Frog here. Yeah, you know, sure. Yeah. yeah, okay, great. We this Ask is, the questions. I need this in my life. Now all I want is Sesame Street <laughs> baseball in some form. I, I hate when we do this. I hate when we do this. If I had more money, Jesse, I would bankroll this 100%. I would be the producer on it. A great way for me maybe to get some more money is with BetMGM. Uh, I tried to hit on the on the Suns game. I nailed everything. It was a five-leg parlay. Wow. I had, I had the Suns. I took the, uh, the Suns spread, 11 points. I took Bradley Beal because he was returning to Washington, D.C. on the yeah. over, easy, 19 easy points. Money. It was easy, easy money. money. He had 40 by the third quarter. Jesse, I took the halftime spread of six and a half points. The Suns were up by way more than that. And then you know what I took, Jesse? I took Aaron Gordon getting nine lousy points. That's all I needed out of you. Nine lousy points. And you got seven lousy points. Seven points. So you didn't, oh, you didn't, you didn't no, win this No, I did not turn my $25 into like 400 some odd dollars. It was... Uh, uh, Wait, was it Aaron Gordon? Is he did I say, I say Aaron Gordon? I said Eric Gordon. I thought oh, I said Eric, Eric. Eric. Eric Gordon. Okay. Yeah, I was like, why are you betting on Aaron no, Gordon? No, I wouldn't have bet on Aaron Gordon. Gordon. I bet Eric Gordon. On and I shouldn't bet on Aaron Gordon either, but you <laughs> should maybe make better choices than I did. Uh, I was going to bet on the over for Booker, and he didn't hit that either. It seemed like no matter who I was going to add to that parlay, wasn't going to come through. But uh, maybe you make yourself a smaller same game, same game parlay and you can hit. Uh, what you can do is sign up for BetMGM right now and use our bonus code of PHNX. If you do and you place your first bet MGM sportsbook wager through the mobile application for at least $5, you will receive $158 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Available in the U.S. Call 877 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467 New York. Call 1 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 Next Step Arizona. 1 800 Bets Off Iowa. 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1 800 9100 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico.
Finish drinking your water. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. That was really poor timing. Poor Puerto Rico. We had enough distractions. Perfect. We got yes, it anyway. Nice. We still got it. Uh, of course. Uh, recently found out. Uh, I was shamed last time I talked about it. But uh, spring training right around the corner. And you can get your tickets through game time. You can get your tickets to all sorts of events. Shows, concerts, movies, musicals. It doesn't matter what. Game time has your back for last minute ticket deals. They have the best last minute ticket deals. And they are the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the app today. Use our promo code of PHNX. And when you do, you create an account and use that bonus code, you will get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Very aesthetically pleasing. Very easy to use. And of course, they got your back. They'll get you those last minute tickets. Uh, Speaking of having our back, we appreciate those of you that are PHNX diehard members that do already uh, have our back and are part of our family. Of course, if you want to join us over here, make sure to grab yourself a PHNX diehard membership today. Go to gophnx.com. You get all of Jesse's writing. You get access to our Discord lounge. This is the week. Squeeze Play makes its debut. Come watch Cogs and two other lucky contestants uh, join him. I'm going to be picking those contestants this week on this show. So make sure if you want to partake in our uh, squeeze play game, our first first inaugural edition of squeeze play, you first have to be a diehard and then you have to join us uh, here on this show. I'm going to pick one of you uh, to, to play against Cogs, uh, maybe two of you. I'm thinking it's going to be a three person show uh, and then uh, join us this. What is it? Thursday. Thursday is the day uh, where we are going to play some squeeze play over on the Discord lounge. So, of course, if you are not a diehard, get down on this to join in on all the fun. Uh, and, of course, uh, the Discord lounge is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. So make sure to join us today. We got some more Mailbag Monday questions. Jacob, a.k.a. Fodge, what do we have? He, he looks at me every single time like, oh, my God, I can't believe you used my government name. Uh <laughs> Cogs asks on Twitter, he asks, I'll pose the question officially. Would you rather spend five minutes in a tub full of crickets or five minutes in a tub full of snakes? Apparently, this was a discussion topic at Cogs' birthday party, which we missed. Yes. Very Did you get an invite? I mean, I got last minute invite, but I don't I didn't I didn't get like you know, the, I, I, I didn't get the mailed invite in the mail. I didn't get anything like that. I was a little under the weather over the weekend. Oh, yeah. I kind of still am. Hence you, the fact that I, I sound like 70% of myself right now. It's terrible. Uh, but, yes, it looked it looked like a lot of fun. It I, did I look saw like pictures in the, in the Discord. So. Okay, so we got to get to the question. The yes. question is, tub full of crickets, tub full of snakes. Are those my only two options? That's it. That's it? That's it. Uh, are the snakes venomous? We've discussed this, and no, they are not. We cannot put your life at okay. risk. Okay, good. However, good. however uh, there's, I mean, they, whatever else happens to you happens to you. Like, whatever, <laughs> like, that's a definite question that you need to think about here. Snakes are snakes. I get along with snakes. Hence, yeah. hence, hence some of the fun interactions we've had in the clubhouse, right? Yeah, I, f- I feel like I wouldn't say I necessarily get along with snakes. I haven't had a whole lot of uh, time to befriend any. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I could, you know, yeah. and, and there's something less intimidating about the idea of there being just a few snakes mm-hmm. versus like, I mean, if it's a tub of crickets, like that's a, that's that's thousands a lot. Of crickets. That's a yeah. lot of crickets. Yeah. And I know they're not going to hurt me, but just being in a tub with thousands of any one like insect like that is just terrifying in general. Have you seen how so, crickets lay their eggs? I haven't. Yeah. No. They go and they find a hole 
and they lay their eggs in like a hole. They're going to go in your ear. They're going to go up uh, sure, your nose. They're going to sure. lay eggs in your head, Jesse. I, swear, I guess you'd have to wear like a full body suit. That is the one. Way. I am not letting crickets <laughs> lay eggs in my face. So for that reason, it's the snakes. I'll take the snakes every time. A snake can't go up your nose? Can a snake go up my nose, <laughs> yeah. Jacob? I mean, it would already have to be a very small cricket in order for it to do that. Correct. So Even if you're assuming scenario, that they can go in your nose and your ears and lay eggs, then you have to assume the snakes can too. I cannot. I do not assume that. I absolutely I do not assume that. is that the snakes and the crickets are the same size. Yeah, what are we doing here? I don't think here? that's supposed to be part of this. But crickets are too big to go in your nose? Uh, I'm, look, I'm going with Jesse's theory here that even if they don't go in any of my orifices, <laughs> even if none of these animals enter me at all, Jacob, <laughs> I am in fact going with the snakes still because the crickets, it's like a million crickets. I'm not. Yeah, it's just something, it's something unsettling about just being like, just they'd be all over your face. And, oh, you know, man. the snakes, you could go in there and you could talk to them and you could hold them. <laughs> you guys are crazy. It could be, you a, guys very, are crazy. It could be no, a very wholesome snakes, experience. Snakes can feel cool. Like snakes, like snakes, are, like snakes are cool. Snakes are different. <laughs> Crickets are gross. It's just a bug. It's a bug. It's a gross bug yeah, that makes lots yeah. of sounds. All those chirping in your ear, that's enough to drive me nuts. Okay. <laughs> this is grossing me out uh, and we need to move on. Uh, let's not talk about gross bugs and stuff anymore. What else we got? Oh, damn it. It's the same question, basically. No. Uh, so Don's Bread asks, if you had to be bet on a D-backs player to win Fear Factor, who would it be? Jesse had to ask me before the show, what is Fear Factor? So for <laughs> Jesse and those of you, that. I have to do that. I reveal all of this stuff. Uh, but of course, uh, Fear Factor, it was a game show. It's hosted by Joe Rogan. That's not important. But what is important is it was like an escalating series of fearful events. Sometimes they had them be like on a high rise kind of thing because of heights. Sometimes they had them uh, sitting in a tub full of crickets or snakes or terrible things. A lot of times they had them eating disgusting stuff, you know, like gross, gross, disgusting stuff. And it's those last two reasons that my choice is Joe Mantiply. Now, Joe mm. Mantiply basically lives in like a, oh, a cow a, that's a, a good call cow farm slaughterhouse kind of situation right he does a lot of stuff with animals he's like a big into hunting uh so i don't think he's going to mind any of the stuff there's not going to be something gross because he's probably eaten every part of the cow parts we don't even want to think about having to eat or or, or try yeah, I, Andrew Chafin would have been uh, a really good choice if oh, he were still. He would have. He'd have done anything. He would have done it. He would have done it happily. He would have done it happily. Yeah, I. Geraldo Perdomo, just the 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 fear, mm, the fearless no, vibes, no, the the leadership absolutely qualities. Not, absolutely not. There is something that Geraldo Perdomo is scared of, and they will find it. It doesn't <laughs> matter what it is. He might get through the eating the gross animal thing. He might even get through like, oh, we're gonna put you uh, bees on, on and a thing on your head and bees around you. But he's gonna like be terrified of heights. They're gonna out. make him walk across like from one building to the next, and he is gonna run for his <laughs> life. Corbin. Corbin. He's your leader. Corbin. He yeah, would do Corbin's anything. Cor Corbin. See, okay. He's like a robot. He they, just, he's just like bad. I bah, think it was bah, a bah. John Wayne quote, but like courage is fearing something, but saddling up anyway, right? Like being fearful, but saddling up anyway. That's true courage. That is Corbin. Corbin is going to be like, <laughs> there is no way I'm getting punked out on this show. Like he will do it just out sure. of spite and not, not letting people down. He, he's, he, that's a great, yeah, he's a great pick. That's a great pick. Great selection. You got anyone else? Uh, I feel like, feel like Ryan Thompson would be a, 
a, a solid, solid choice. Mm. Good size, just fearless character on the mound. It's yeah. the the vibes that, that he yeah. that he exudes when he's out there. I so. mean, if that's the case, then it has to be Kevin Ginkle. It has to be Kevin sure, Ginkle for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 Ernesto said it in the chat. Ginkle for sure. That's absolutely a, a great pick. The but. quickest person out would have been Eduardo Escobar. Like in terms of former players. Could tell Mark. All they have, well, all they have to do is pull a cat out, and he's done. No, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> it would have been an easy. And target. and that's an exposed like yeah, that's fear. brutal. Yeah, because everybody knows, everybody knows that you're scared of that. Yeah, you know, you're right. Could tell like reminds me of the kind of guy that the minute that you're like, you have to eat bull testicles, he would be like, no. <laughs> and then be out like no i'm not uh, like it's not that i'm scared of it i'm just not going to do that thing i refuse to uh, going going with more of the the baseball narratives i feel like andrew Saul frank deserves a shout out just given the the many precarious situations that he was asked to pitch in down the stretch uh, <laughs> like uh, all right base is loaded nobody out go get him kid right how many times did we see that play out and with now Andrew we're gonna have you wrestle a lion yeah exactly yeah. he's, he's been, like he's whatever been, bring it on he's been through this before <laughs> oh, i love it all right what else we got Michael Rokicki asks a professional wrestling question, Jesse, so you can take a powder on this one. Uh, he says, I have an analogy for Derek. Getting hyped for JD only to end up with Jock is like getting hyped for Cody, uh, meaning Cody Rhodes in WWE, to finish his story only to end up with The Rock against Roman Reigns. Agree. I cannot agree to that because what you're saying in this instance is that I was rooting for one guy and then a more seasoned, bigger name showed up because that's what happens, Jesse. Professional wrestling is so ridiculous for this reason. It's a television show with like an ongoing story. It's a saga. So you get invested. It's staged. It's yes. staged. Yes. yes, as you know now, it's <laughs> yeah, staged. I know uh, and from week to week, they tell a story with their characters. So you get invested in the story like you would any other show on television. The problem is, is then they get to their Super Bowl time, which is like WrestleMania, right? It's this time of the year. And then they say, well, screw all of those stories we've been telling for the last year. What big names can we get in here that's going to get the normies to come, you know, the people sure. that don't watch this week to week to come watch it, right? So they've had this ongoing storyline, and now uh, The Rock is basically showing up and being uh, the big name. So yeah. uh, in this case, I think it's more like uh, like the Diamondbacks were going for Jorge Soler, um, but instead... Uh, Albert Pujols is the guy we sign. Like, it's like that, where it's like The Rock is kind of past his prime right now. He has no business coming back to wrestling. It's not <laughs> like he stops by like John Cena does. John Cena at least pops in every six months or a year. It's like, hey, hey, guys, I want to wrestle real fast. You know, and then he does it. Uh, the Rock has just been gone. So to compare those two, it's it's not apples to oranges or apples to apples. It would have to be a returning, like, superstar that was one of the best <laughs> DHs of all time. But once he got here... Uh, things didn't go so well. I you know, mean, Pools can front. still hit some lefties, right? That's what I, I'm not saying it's a bad choice. I, I like my my selection here. All right, uh, there we go. That's there's your your answer. What else we got, Jacob? Uno mas. All right, uh, Gabriel asks the D-backs will make it back to the World Series if. <laughs> oh God. 
if that's not an open-ended question, I don't know what is. My my universal answer to, to a question like this is is basically like if the stars align, right? Like that's that's what it basically takes for an MLB team to to get to the World Series and, and especially to win the thing, right? Yeah. Like just a lot of things have to go right for you. Uh, it's not just a matter of the talent that you that you have on on your roster. I guess if I was trying to answer more about like okay some specific things that maybe would have to go right for the Diamondbacks to like be able to get to that spot in the first place, I think Jordan Lawler having like a a monstrous rookie year like Corbin Carroll did. Uh, that doesn't get the Diamondbacks to the World Series or get them a World Series win in and of itself, but that would be a huge, a huge development for this franchise. You know, not only it, him becoming that guy, but him becoming that guy in 2024 would be would be really, really big. I I feel like a couple of things I could say here are cliche, right? Because it's what could you could say for a lot of teams, but I truly do feel like if this team the way it's constructed, this lineup that Jesse talked about a little while ago can stay healthy yeah, and, and can totally. be available throughout the year, not experience major losses to this lineup, then I, I, I think they can do special things. But specifically, I, I really feel like uh, if Eduardo Rodriguez and Brandon Fott can both be what we sure. think they can be, we yeah. already know what we're going to get out of Zach Allen. We know what we're going to get out of Merrill Kelly. If Eduardo Rodriguez can be as good as we hope he can be, if he can be as good as his numbers have been at times in his career. And if Brandon Fott can be that guy again throughout the season that he was in the postseason last year, then this is looking like one of the most formidable starting rotations in baseball, you know? Yeah. I love Connor's answer to this question. The D-backs will make it back to the World Series if they win the NL pennant again. <laughs> I mean, he's not. Is he wrong? Is that, it's, it's, it's that's true. As factual as that's you about can as get. good of an answer as yeah. I can as I can come up with. Yeah. Uh, I think speaking to the the health thing that you touched on, Cattell Marte staying healthy is going to be a really big thing for the team in 2024. He did for the most part uh, this past year, and he was obviously huge for the Diamondbacks down the stretch and in the playoffs. The NLCS MVP. They're going to need guys to stay healthy, and in particular him, uh, who's had some some issues with that in the past. Well, my computer's dead. You have Notion up on your computer? Yeah. Can I have your computer? Because I mean, normally I wondered why you closed your laptop. Well, I was I mean, like, because... is that is that your way of telling me to <laughs> shut up and stop talking so no, we can finish the show? It's my way of just being like, I don't know what to do now, but I do have some more uh, ad reads to take care of. So uh, I'm very excited to do that. Also. Uh, very excited uh, for baseball to start. That's the one most important thing. We do have some uh, merch news, by the way, which I know you guys are very excited for. But before that, make sure to check out our friends at Arizona Lottery. Arizona Lottery right now is introducing a new, unique uh, ticket promotion called Arizona Adventure. They want you to get out and experience some of these wonderful locations that we have out uh, out in the wilderness, the places Jesse Jesse goes on vacations just to experience places like this. But uh, one way for you to experience Arizona Adventure is you can play Arizona Adventure lottery tickets featuring three iconic landscapes, uh, Picacho Peak, Monument Valley, and Camelback Mountain. Uh, these tickets have prizes up to five hundred thousand dollars, five hundred, excuse me, fifty thousand uh, dollars. But you can also check in at geolocated adventures at ten destinations across the state. You just have to play in their app uh, from Flagstaff to Yuma. There's a self-guided adventures uh, to ten iconic Arizona destinations, including Buffalo Park and Flagstaff, uh, Lost Dog Wash at McDowell Sonoran uh, Conservancy in Scottsdale, and more. So uh, make sure to check this out because.
because uh, their promotion right now celebrates state pride and the uniqueness and beauty of Arizona, which let me tell you, there are some incredible places for you to do a staycation. It's not just uh, Gila Re River resorts and casinos, right? There's uh, some incredible uh, spots around town or around the state for you to check out. So make sure that you check out uh, what Arizona Lottery has going on. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure with Arizona Lottery and for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. Uh, also, another Arizona Valley staple is Arizona Family Sports. Uh, you can continue to watch the Suns over at Arizona Family. Uh, this Tuesday, they're taking on the Bucks at 8 p.m. Thursday versus the Jazz big, big at games. 7 p.m. Big games. Uh, big, huge games. Me and Jesse, by the way, this is also um, a, a supplementary phnx suns podcast if you guys didn't know a that closet suns podcast i you know i the fact that they forced me uh to not comment on suns is is really the criminal part we have so many thoughts make sure to get all of jesse's very sad <laughs> tweets about the suns because he knows really how to do that well and make sure to check out the suns we should on make Arizona our, our like our our supplementary suns podcast is is like diehard only content. yeah yeah and it's just it's just <laughs> us giving our fan takes on uh on the suns ball but <laughs> that's what people really want from us yeah. clearly well and everybody wants to know where they can watch the diamondbacks next season we still don't have information on that but you can watch the suns uh in a number of of ways over at Arizona Family on Cox Cable, you got channel 13. You can use an antenna, you can watch it on channel three, three and a half, or channel 44. I like saying three and a half, it's 3.5, but it's channel three and a half here in the Phoenix area. But uh, all sorts of ways, no matter where you are, uh, wherever you live in Arizona, visit azfamily.com and click Suns Games for listing information on your area. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns games on Arizona Family Sports. All right. Well, that's all we got. But I do have a fun announcement for those of you that are here in town and have been clamoring for some of the new merchandise because uh, we got word from our guy, Tyler, that there are indeed uh, spring training hats available right now over at the team shop at Chase Field. You can get these beauties as we speak. They are far bluer than I thought they were going to be, Jesse. They are. That's they are baby, baby blue. blue. That's not teal. That's baby, baby yeah, blue. I, I might need to see them. Like, this might be some lighting and stuff in there. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a that's a very blue hat. It gives me the like looking at this. It gives me the vibe that it's not even trying to be the Diamondbacks teal. It's just like a baby blue hat. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. At yeah, all. it's still still very cool. You know what? I also, I also don't hate this other piece of merchandise that they got. Jacob hit him with it. Oh, that's just a that's just an official MLB image you can buy of of the Kershaw home run, Gabby Moreno pre bat flip. I can't believe they're 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 selling <laughs> this. This is incredible. Selling this at the team shop. I fucking love this so much. They're they're doing Clayton Kershaw like that in hey, the Diamondbacks look, team shop. At the, oh, no, it's an official. Look at it. it's got the little it's got the little uh, MLB uh, the, the, the little logo in the corner. It's everything, Jesse. It's, it's an official. It is an yeah. official print. Um, I just need it bigger. I need it poster sized. I'll replace the mayor photo if, if Saul will give me the budget to go buy this and get it framed. This is the that Gabby. would be elite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just have no, a gigantic that needs to one. go there for sure. Yeah, this is the Gabby Moreno three run homer against that Clayton is. Kershaw in the first inning of NLDS game one. <sighs> I, I would think most people have seen this picture by now, but yeah, if you're if you're joining us on audio. Uh, check us out on YouTube, or or you can probably just like Google 
Clayton Kershaw, Gabby Moreno home run or something. And this Another great reason will, to be a diehard, by the way. You would have got this in the Diamondbacks chat before we even talked about it if you guys this, uh, this were a true. diehard. So, yeah, it's great, great uh, content, great stuff. I need it. I need it, Jesse. I'm going to yeah, hang it over my have, desk at home. Yeah, you're going to have like a life-size version of this at, at home, I'm sure. The pettiness is real. But <laughs> I'm going to come over and an entire wall <laughs> is just going to be painted with this picture. It's going to be like this stuff, you know, just a giant <laughs> covering. Uh, well, we appreciate you guys stopping by. Of course, we will be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Uh, pitchers and catchers report next week. So we will be out at Salt River Field for that. But in the meantime, we will be here at 1 p.m. the rest of this week. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This maniac next to me is at Jesse N. Friedman. Of course, Faj is on the ones and twos. You can follow him at Jacob underscore Franklin four. He is the fourth best Jacob Franklin in known existence. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate you guys stopping by. We thank you so much for your time. Uh, And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you're petty.